Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello. I am the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter. Here with my co-host is Carrie Butler, Ho'oponopono Forgiveness Coach and owner of the Emergency Cafe Consulting Firm in Los Angeles. And we are here today with John Mathelonis, a spiritual guide at Walking Each Other Home, and he's so much more. John empowers empaths, sensitives, and earth angels by teaching them how to reconnect to their inner child and heal their heart through self-love and forgiveness, allowing for clarity, confidence, and direction to be shown in the next steps of their soul's purpose. He is a spiritual guide, the founder of Walking Each Other Home, the creator of the Walking Each Other Home Spiritual Mentorship Program. He has helped and inspired souls from around the world through this weekly Walking Each Other Home Facebook Live video series, Messages from Above Monday, and Walking Each Other Home Wednesday. John, we are so happy to welcome you here this morning. Thank you for being a guest on our show today. Ladies, I am deeply honored, and I think that the first thing that's going through my mind is, is if we're we're at a cafe. What do what do they serve? What do you guys serve on Wednesday mornings? <laughs> Just you know serve? your favorite coffee, your favorite. Coffee. Okay, okay. I was Actually, I was I was thinking. Go ahead. I was thinking something along the lines of maybe like a maybe like a gluten free muffin, maybe some chamomile tea, maybe a nice breakfast salad, that kind of thing. Well, we have whatever you need. We serve up morsels of light information from people all over the world. And most recently, uh, we received a calling to start reaching out to people who were wanting to get their message out in the world and in in what we consider a very noisy world of messages. But we all have this wonderful gathering message of how we want to bring light to the world and assist people in joy and assist people in finding happiness. And I know that for you, John, two of your biggest sources of inspiration and motivation are your late grandma, Bapshia. And I, I, you and I have talked about her. I have a grandmother at, who passed at 106, and we've had the conversation about how special our grandmothers are and that they communicate from the other side. And, as the, and also the late, uh, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer. So talk to us a little bit about how they've influenced your life over the past four years that, that's allowed you to open your heart and offer more love out there into the world. And, maybe, and also maybe you could touch a little bit about where you were right before that four years. Sure. Yeah. And uh, ladies, I'm very grateful uh, and I'm very blessed for spending this sacred time with yourselves as well as your listeners throughout the world, wherever everyone is tuning into right now, whether it be live or podcasted. Um, and it, it's really important that I uh, express not only my, my gratitude just for life, but the fact that I value everyone that is a part of this transmission of love and healing because, you know, not that long ago, uh, it's not to say that things were the exact opposite because you know that everything happens. At the end of the day, you kind of know this. When you can look back on your journey and your awakening, you know that everything happens exactly as it should. And, mm-hmm. you know, like many of us, I was I was conditioned in a world of uh, more is greater than less, qua- uh, quantity versus quality. And, you know, for a long period of time growing up, I had felt in some way, shape, or form that there was something wrong with me. It was something that was 
uh, programmed into me. You know, you could call it by, you know, familial structures, uh, society, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and a lot of what I had learned uh, over time that I was here to do was really re-encode my family's DNA to really uh, break free, so to speak, if you want to call it so. Uh, to give as much of a condensed nutshell as I can, you know, I, uh, I, I was always a very sensitive individual. And, you know, especially when you're very sensitive, people can look at you like you have a, a, a third ear or, or fourth eye, so to speak. It's a little, little tongue-in-cheek spiritual humor there. But uh, I, I, I still had difficulties in terms of giving my power away. It was always about pleasing others, uh, pleasing, pleasing other people, especially that of women. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely hoping that there's, you know, a lot of uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual brothers out there that, that are tuning into this because there really is a lot of morsels of healing in this for yourself. So, you know, I, my, my family did the best that they could with the knowledge they had, the skills they had, the tools mm-hmm. they had, the love that they had. And, you know, at a very early age, I began gravitating towards other things, primarily two come to mind. One is that of food. And I had learned that, you know, through the first spiritual book that I picked up uh, for the most part, which was Dream Virtues, Assertiveness for Earth Angels, I realized Mm. that, you know, people use food as a coping mechanism. And when you're afraid of, quote, unquote, getting hurt, what will you do? You will suppress your emotions. And I did that for virtually my entire life, not entirely because there's obviously been a shift since that point. But, you know, I could down a full Subway sub at 10 o'clock at night. I could eat a full bag of Doritos at midnight if I really wanted to, and then I would go to sleep. So it's just basically to numb out the pain. In 1989, I was introduced to the world of professional wrestling, which was wonderful. It was this excellent cathartic effect, if you want to call it, so I could really place any perceived challenges, difficulties, obstacles, and problems on the back burner. But what was happening over time is is that that world of professional wrestling became my escape because things in, you know, my quote-unquote outer world were really not what I was, you know, hoping for or wanting. I wanted to be the next Chris Berman. I wanted to be a sportscaster growing up. So it was always <laughs> about, you know, placing, yeah, it, it was always about, you know, me getting myself out there. But at the same point in time, ladies, I did have a very gentle and loving heart. I always wanted people to feel loved and for people to feel special. But at the same point, I didn't believe in the energies of what I was giving to other people for myself. So I had people that would come to me and say, you know, John, when I talk to you, here's my energy kind of pointing to the ground. And when I'm done talking, here's my energy. It's sky high. I never knew that there was really a value to that. I did not know my own value. I had suppressed my uh, not only my, my energies and my love, but my creativity and my sexuality. I actually feel that as a teenager, I'd actually renounced my masculinity, if you want to call it that. So this is where you could, you know, throw in some spiritual humor. There was unbalancing of chakras and things along the lines of that. But uh, things, had, things had, had shifted a little bit because uh, when I... I had, I had made a decision, wanted to pursue sports casting further, and the world of wrestling kind of, you know, kept on, you know, being there. And I was given an opportunity to do a very successful wrestling radio show called Monday Night Mayhem, which uh, was one of the first podcasts that was actually ever created out there. I and do I remember did hearing the, about that, yeah. 
I do remember that. Yeah. Monday night. And yeah. I on Facebook. and I it was it was it was such a blessing on so many levels of the opportunities to start doing it on, on regular radio. And this is before Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pinterest. This was really before social media. It was you tell a friend, you tell a friend, you tell a friend. And I had learned so much through through that experience. There was you know many life lessons through that, but I had uh, opened up the doors to uh, really what was to come between networking and communicating. And, you know, I, but still at that same point, and I was interviewing Hulk Hogan and the Nature Boy oh. Ric Flair be- became friends with Mr. Belding from Stay by the Bell and even had a birthday celebration for Coco, Ice T's wife, on our program, amongst many things. I still felt a void. I still felt empty. And that was around the same point in time when I began doing an internship. When Monday Night Mayhem was created, I was finishing up doing an internship at the Empire Sports Network, which was the uh, the home of the Buffalo Sabres. It was owned by John Regis, who had owned the Adelphia Cable Company at that point in time. Uh, and the company went under because he was embezzling money from the company. So this is really when I began experiencing a disconnect from spirit, a disconnect from God. I was born and raised Catholic lady, so I did the altar server, Eucharistic minister, CYO. Uh, I, I mean, I, I still had remembered the, the learning the Our Father in Latin, Pater Noster Quies in Celis, Santificator Nomen Tuum. I remember in, in third grade when the priest, uh, we would always have Friday morning services uh, for for our school, and he and he says, does anyone know the Memorare, which is a prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary? And me as this little, you know, third grader, I came up and just boom, it came out of me. So there was always a connection, but I had so, felt. Juan, uh, did Bob? She, uh, she was probably raised you strong Catholic. I'm sure she had a strong Catholic influence. Uh, yes. I'm guessing because my grandmother was the same way, and so. So it, when when you are working with her uh, from the other side, what kind of messages are you getting from her that are influencing the decisions, you know, and how you created walking each other home in this? Yes, she, um, you know, she told me growing up to always pray to Saint. Uh, growing up to always pray to Saint Anthony, and I had no idea what she meant. You know, my my family tongue in cheek reference had said to the effect of, "Oh, that's you know, just Bobcha doing her." Doing her guilt thing, you know, it's just it's it's just the Jane Secky the the Jane Sajeki guilt call it was referred to it as, but I didn't know at the time that Saint Anthony was the patron saint of miracles, and to just mm-hmm. kind of give a uh, a brief yeah, and to to give a, a a brief overview, my grandmother made her transition in 2013, and you know at that point in time, just beforehand, I was you know there was some perceived you know, health challenges and things that I was navigating through. And around March of 2013, I remember driving down the, the, the streets here in the Buffalo, New York, and things began looking different. I began realizing that wrestling was really no longer for me, so to speak. I remember being mm-hmm. at a wrestling event here in the Buffalo area. It was right before WrestleMania when some of the top superstars were coming out to the ring and I was at Attendance Live. I was doing golf claps. So fast forward several months after, and that's when she made her transition. And I made a promise to her, ladies, before she made her transition. I said, Babsha, I'm going to break free from this. The various things that were thrown my way were fibromyalgia, leaky gut, um, uh, various what, what I call illusions. Because, you know, when people feel that there's something wrong with them, one of the first things that they'll do is they'll go to the doctor. 
There's nothing wrong with that. When the doctor gives you a label, it's so easy to buy the label and see yourself yeah, as a story I understand and that. see yourself mm-hmm. as all of this. So think, I, could, I could sum up what she's been sharing with me in one experience. Uh, there's a guardian angel picture that I have in the kitchen of my residence, and, and uh, it's a picture of my grandmother, grandfather, and myself taken when I'd received my Holy Communion. And uh, it was uh, at my other grandparents' house that the picture was taken, but it's got my grandmother on my left shoulder, grandfather on my right shoulder. And I remember doing dishes one day, and my grandmother told me, from the picture, go look at your door. I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. And I had looked at it, and it was, I was in shock because I realized that I actually and unconsciously when I was, you know, there was a lot of fog and things that I was navigating through, emotions, unprocessed emotions, I looked at my door, and there was a series of Hay House calendar posts. The mm-hmm. first one said, practice forgiveness and treasure yourself. North of that, there was something I printed out from online that said, there shall be no more pain. To the right of that, there was a calendar post that said, miracles and wonders are on their way. No <laughs> idea what she was talking about. Love I said, really, Bob, she... Yes, go ahead. Sorry. I just yeah. love getting those kind of messages. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I get, get ready for the angel bombs. So I looked at the day of that calendar post, the one that said, miracles and wonders are on their way. And it said August 13th. And that was the day that my grandmother made her transition so uh, you know we so we had connected through um a very uh, powerful song which which was cindy lopper's uh time after time and when uh, my grandmother made her transition uh that was really our song so there would be just times where that song and signs would be coming in very much so yeah. and we could probably spend 10 shows talking about that but you'll 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 feel more about the presence of Bob and really, especially last year, what she what she showed to me through saying, John, start this spiritual guidance practice. It's enough of living in the past. It's time to really be in the now and do what it is that you came here to do. So, John, and so you, you, that's go ahead. I was just like, so that, like, so it sounds like that was literally like your spiritual awakening, and it sounds like that really allowed you to accept your spiritual guidance on a safe and effective way to heal your heart and take your own power back. I mean, that is really, it sounds like that's the moment that that all happened for you. That plus June 3rd of 2015, leading about a week prior, there was, you know, symptoms of urological infection that I was navigating through. And I remember going to a urologist and, you know, he, uh, shared with me these words, and I use them in past tense, he said, you had, and I, and I use the term perceived, and people sometimes wonder about the term perceived. I've connected with people that have had any form of illness, sickness, or disease imaginable, and I know that nothing is permanent if you want it to not be permanent. So oh, when, when someone is, wow. is, 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 is diagnosed with, you know, Parkinson's or fibromyalgia or cancer, it's, it is what you make of it. So, you know, the, the, the urologist had said, you have testicular cancer. And I what? literally, that was, that was two years ago. And 
so things began connecting at that point. Like, you know, I had fear of loving myself. I had a fear of expressing my sexuality, my creativity. And look how this was being shown. So across the street, if I could, you know, tie that St. Anthony and the, uh, the angel picture to this, across the street from the urologist's office is where my grandmother and grandfather are buried. And oh I clutched God. their tombstone, and I looked up to heaven, and I said, I surrender. And I heard the following. This is really where I began to allow the guidance to come in. I heard your health is not in danger. Your life is not at risk. Your medical bills will be taken care of. Your finances will be taken care of, and you're going to have the greatest health in your entire life. And I could have really said, John, you're really losing your stuff right now. I mean, really, like this, this is what you're hearing. But when you hear the words, quote, unquote, you have cancer, there's various things that come to you. One is, you know, your earthly side of you is going to start, it has the illusion of panicking or, or questioning your mortality or things of that nature. But I knew that this was, in some way at the time, I knew this was the deep healing. This is where it was beginning. And I had to learn to really love and appreciate myself for who I was, for what I had in my life, because I spent so much time chasing forcing, pushing, coercing, subconsciously letting my subconscious run my life. And what was happening is that my subconscious was becoming conscious. And in order to move through to freedom, you have to move through the fear. So I chose for several months to do chemotherapy. And you might be wondering, well, why chemotherapy? Well, I've I've learned, you know, since then, especially you can choose your, your blessings and your life lessons with ease and grace versus pain and suffering. But if you choose to incarnate here, ladies, and I encourage your listeners to really listen to this, if you incarnate here to express your emotions, to feel your feelings, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, we may choose different things while we're here. And I chose chemotherapy because what other way would you have your heart busted open to humanity? to feeling your own pain. I was so petrified of feeling my own pain and connecting mm. with others. I was given this very intimate, vulnerable setting. So, you know, when I was, I, I was beginning my work two years ago with, you know, people that were, that were navigating through their own illusions of cancer. There was a, I want to share a brief story before we continue on just to be hey, mindful John, of our time uh, together. Yeah. Have, hold on one. I have a caller on the line. So hang on a second. Let's take a call. Oh, Sure. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Hello? caller with 201-321-8505. Do you have a question? Ooh, ooh. Hi. You gave up my number on air. Um, sorry. No, oh, I'm my just... God. You're right. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm just actually listening, um, you know, because from the description of the show, you were, it, it kind of piqued my interest because I dealt with my elder and my elder passed away. So, um, and, and, and it's been like six years already, but the, the financial aspect of it, what happens after they pass away became a, a, a big problem. So I'm just trying to listen to what other people went through and how okay, they resolved the issue. Okay, I just thought issue. you might have a question. Yeah. No, no, not right now. Okay. All righty. Thank I'm going to go ahead and no unmute you back out and please stay with us. We love it. So, okay. John, um, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just haven't really had a caller that has uh, has come in. 
like that. That was everything, fun. Okay, so. Everything happens exactly as it should, and I, I'm very well, blessed you know, for I, was, I just wanted to say that I was sitting here with my mouth open when you were talking about your experience with cancer and, and, and the pain, and, and it was such valuable information. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, what advice, because I know, are you cancer-free right now? Yes, I am. Okay, Yay! so wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. And, and you know, you know, I wrote a book about, about that very subject of being sort of faced with your mortality. And so it's fascinating to me when people, you, Anita Morjani, people who have had cancer come out on the other side and are now sharing this light with the world because you know the truth of life because of what you went through. And so my question for our listeners who might be experiencing difficulties is what advice can you give them in making those miracles happen and believing that those miracles will happen and having the faith and the trust to let go of the fear? Like those are big things. And I'm just blown away. My mouth is sitting here going, are you kidding me? Like I knew, kind of knew that, but not to the degree you explained it. And so thank you for giving that message to our listeners because it's powerful. It is my pleasure. And Bob and Wayne have been very uh, instrumental in this. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Ben Bernard. He was sitting next to me when I was having uh, the chemotherapy. He, I was picking up that he was experiencing more emotional pain than physical pain. And, I, and we struck up a conversation talking about angels. And I said, Ben, you're perfect, you're whole, you're healthy, you're complete just the way you are, just the way that God made you. He started weeping. And he said, John, you have a way of making people feel loved. You have a way of making people feel special. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to have my church group pray for you. And I said, Ben, I'm already healed. Now, he might have looked at me like, what in the F are you talking about? I said, listen, there's a spiritual teacher in Portland by the name of Matt Kahn. And his perception, I really found this, this really struck an accord with me. He said, if you're, if you're diagnosed with a perceived illness, sickness, or disease, it's really your body and soul merging together and you're coming out on the other side. And so I shared this with him. And I said, you know, I'm very grateful for, for your love, Ben. And Ben said, I'm going to have my church group pray for you and I'm going to pray for you. I says, Ben, I'm grateful for your prayers. I said, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when, when, the, when the new Yankee Stadium was created, it was the vision in someone's mind's eye. And then it became a blueprint. It was sketched on, then it became a reality. So I began to see, and this is why when Carrie said that she was in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken, I began to see literally where I was going and I was being guided to Los Angeles to be in LA by the summer of 2020. So when I, uh, when there was, um, uh, there was a, uh, a PET scan that I was given when they turned off the lights, cause they put you in this, in this room where you can be stress-free and it's, they, they, this, this, they started playing ocean music and I started mm-hmm. laughing hysterically. I said, I said, I'm being prepped for California. Now the nurse <laughs> might have looked at me again, like I was nuts, but again, I was trusting my higher self. So to really get to the heart of the question, Kathy, is, is that it's so easy to believe what your five senses want you to believe and I had learned this through um, and was reinforced through uh, Wayne Dyer's Wishes Fulfilled. And he was referring to as imagine whatever it is that you want in your life, financial abundance, perfect health, 
that soulmate, the perfect quote-unquote career or, or job of service, imagine that the wish is already fulfilled. Go out living your life knowing that everything is happening in the now, that the past really is an illusion. The Course in Miracles talks about how we only see the eyes of the present through the eyes of the past. So when you chip away at that, when you chip away at all of those unprocessed emotions, you can get to a point where you realize the truth, where none of that stuff is real. And you can begin to love yourself right now because then the really neat stuff happens. Your health mm-hmm. increases, your finances increase, but it really is about the energy work. It's really about taking the time to love yourself because if you were given everything, if you were given that perfect health right now instead of having the process and the journey and the learning experience, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Right, exactly. Well, you know, that's um, Abraham. I, first of all, John, I have to tell you, like, Wayne is my love, like, my love. And I love that you connect with him as well. He's just, I mean, there's so many people on this planet that he connects with. And um, and Abraham says, you know, we come into this world, like, to experience the conflict because then the conflict allows us to grow. Like, without the conflict, there's no growth. So when we come yes. here, we choose the conflict so that we can grow. So I heard you say something about a blueprint of something, which kind of, like, inspired me to think, so did you have a blueprint for this beautiful um, – program that you've created called walk each other home like did that kind of come from all of this and and can you tell us a little bit about that last summer on the eve of my 35th birthday this is really when I had fully surrendered my path there were I mean any single kind of illusion imaginable I was experiencing um and my my life had to get to a bottoming out point you know I, I had given myself away in mind body soul and spirit to things and to people that I didn't care about, truthfully. And last spring, I was given an opportunity to uh, be an after-school teacher here in the Buffalo, New York area. And I was always told, John, you take life way too seriously. You take life way too seriously. Probably hundreds of people told me that over my life, maybe even more. So I was wondering, okay, why why is this position being given to me? And I was told by Wayne, because Wayne is very much with me on my team, and he does more work from up there than he does than he ever did here, because he's able to be in more places up there Amen. than he was when he yeah. down here. Yes, <laughs> and yes. I was told that children were meant to play a huge role in my life, but again, I was focusing on the okay, well, you know, I got to take care of these bills, and how is this going to be taken care of? And literally, you know, I mean, I had faced. You know, the, the health illusions I had faced, uh, you know, homelessness, eviction. Uh, I mean, there were many, many different things, which I'll probably share over spans of time. But last summer, I was speaking to my grandmother in prayer and meditation. And she says, you're to open up your own spiritual guidance practice. There's a library next door to where I live called the Lancaster Library here in the Buffalo area. And the, the meetup groups that people are do all throughout the country, you know, really, really inspired me. So my grandmother's given me knowledge to start up my own spirituality, self-love, and healing meetup group. And the, the, the term walking each other, I can't take credit for that. I can't take credit for any of this. 
That's through <laughs> spirit, that's through my grandmother, and that's through the beautiful soul by the name of Ram Das. And the quote that really, really, really touched my heart and soul that I discovered many years ago was we're all just walking each other home. So the, mm-hmm. the, the, the concept of walking each other home is we've been conditioned to believe that we're broken, that we're unloved, that we're lost, that we're not being supported, that we're confused about our purpose and our mission, unclear why we're experiencing the same old, same old, you know, when we're going through uh, losses or, or, or breakups, having difficulties in, in moving forward. And, yes, especially, you know, just the, if, you, if you feel really stuck in any way, that, there, that there's got to be a way out. There's got to be a way out. So on the eve of my 35th birthday was when I launched the first Walking to Their Home spiritual uh, 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 meetup group at the, at the Lancaster Library. And from there, I had never built a website. Again, I'm, I'm being told to do all these things. And when you're, when you're as, as part of your life purpose, you will do things that you never thought mm-hmm. that you would see yourself doing. I never thought that I would, I mean, at one point in time, I was nearly, it was over 300 pounds. I've lost well over 125 pounds throughout this whole. Whoa. Whoa. Just, yeah. What a rock star eight. you are. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was really a release of fear. So I, yeah. I learned how to do yoga and I opened up my own business. I got my own residence. These were things I never saw myself doing. So I opened up my own website. But here's one of the big messages that I want to convey to your listeners, especially if we are an empath or an earth angel, and there's those doubts that go through the mind. Who's going to want to work with me? I'm not qualified enough. I don't have this bell or this whistle, or I'm not Wayne Dyer, but I want to be. I'm not Doreen Virtue, or I don't have the quote-unquote resources that all of these other people do, or I need to get more schooling. I need to go back to school. I need more education. I need to network more. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be truth to some of those different things, but one of the big things that I learned, and I think this is really going to help your listeners, is to do the best that you can with the knowledge, the tools, the skills that you have, because you really have everything in you right now when you really set an intention. The Tao Te Ching, Wayne Dyer, Lao Tzu, all refer to that when, that when you when action is pure and selfless, when the intention is pure, that's when mm-hmm. the miracles start to happen. So I had to, you know, there, there, there was still energy work and loving myself that I had to do over many months. But just, you know, even last, last summer when this, when this all started, I said, I can see myself doing some form of a spiritual mentorship program. But I wasn't right. ready. I wasn't ready for that. And just literally several months ago, that's when the knowledge started processing and putting it on paper. And and I was really feeling confident in myself enough and believing in myself to say, it's time, time to really get this out there. The time for the song and the dance and the drama and the stress, the worst is behind me. And that miracles are uh, here and miracles are on the way. Can you give us a brief overview of the, the – you just did launch the Walking Each Other Home Spiritual Mentorship Program, uh, you know, that's going with your Walking Each Other Home groups. Can you give us a brief overview of the program and, you know, how that's effective in reconnecting you with your inner child and your inner soul and spirit and, and what, what that program's all about for our listeners? 
Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that I, I'm really blessed about this is, is that, you know, when you, there's, there's various healing modalities, there, there's various things to consider out there in terms of your own uh, self-development and your own healing. The energy, you know, I, I, I've had clients from around the world tell me, John, it's your energy that draws you to, to, to me, and it's the energy, it's the sharing of the life experiences that have really allowed me to be able to clear a lot of what's needed to be cleared. So I, 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 I kind of classify this as spiritual therapy, so to speak. You know, there's, our, our angels are with us. You know, is, is there yeah. prayer involved? Absolutely, but it's, it's more of just really getting to the core of what it is that you're wishing to release and having a space of non-judgment to really yeah. clear yeah. The, the, the fear, the guilt, the judgment, the shame, and the unworthiness, but to just allow yourself to be comfortable, to know that you're in a safe place because let's be honest, when we go through difficult things in our life, things can have the illusion of becoming more difficult if we feel unsafe or ungrounded, or unprotected, to be able to have a space where people are reminded that they're beautiful, that they're special, that they're loved, that they're not alone, to really, I, I, I see myself, ladies, as a mirror for people, to remind people of their gifts and their skills and their talents that need to be shared, but that they can now give themselves the permission to see, to feel, and to really experience that. It's not just they're just telling themselves that it's a matter of actually having that be in their earthly reality. And yes, when you're, when you're moving into the unknown, to have someone alongside you, because it's kind of like, you know, you're afraid of the dark and you're moving through in the next steps and you want to have someone that's there with you. And that's really where the mentorship program comes in. So, you know, just, just a couple brief benefits to, to share uh, really greater awareness for how you view life. And as you've seen from the course of our time together, greater understanding of, of the bigger picture, clarity and direction for your next steps, confidence in yourself, forgiving yourself. One of the biggest things that I had learned that in order for you to really move forward, you have to let go of the past. You have to really forgive yourself because when you do that, then you can bring in the present and the future that you really desire liberation and freedom from your from your fears it really is possible freedom is on the other side of whatever it is that you're going through it's not just a spiritual cliche and 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 the big two for for me or should say the big three is the rekindling the love the passion for yourself and humanity where you can wake up every day and experience happiness and joy in whatever it is yes. you're doing yes yes it's not just a a specific bell or whistle that brings you the happiness the man, the woman, the money, the job, the career, the success, letting go of victim consciousness and really returning back to your power. Some healers may have the or, 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 uh, or sensitives or earth angels or, or light workers, whatever term that you wish to use. Ideally, some people may think in the back of their mind, okay, well, this person can be a long-term client. You know, they can keep coming back to me for healing and healing and healing. My goal is at the end of this six weeks, to, to a certain extent, is, is that, John, I no longer need you in the way in which I did. I've, I've begun to return back to the seat of my own power. And, yes, a better that quality of life. Yes, that is beautiful. A better so go ahead. I just wanted to just touch base because we're, get, we're getting down to like nine minutes, and we all want to – I know I want to have you pull a card, especially I, I would love for our listener to get a message from that. But uh, 
I wanted sure. to just briefly, we've got a couple minutes, I want to talk about your Facebook Live video series, Messages from Monday and Walking Each Other Home Wednesday, and what, you know, what can our listeners expect and receive when they tune in every Monday and Wednesday on Facebook Live? I appreciate that, yes. Uh, as part of the uh, meetup groups that I did last year, one of the things that uh, always connected with me was music. There's messages in music. There's really messages, individual messages that are meant for us, and we don't even realize that. Growing up, I had a Fisher-Price record player, and I would spin Van Halen's 1984, Michael Jackson's Bad, We Are the World, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. So my soul was, and Cindy Lauper, so my soul was connecting with these very profound messages at a very young age. So what we do on Messages from Above Monday, and again, that's 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, every Monday, Facebook Live, John Masolinus walking each other home is the Facebook page. And we take the time, we actually tune into the messages of the lyrics of these songs and really connecting with our angels, with our archangels, and really share the love and the healing that is meant from these messages. A lot of the most powerful messages are contained in songs from the 1980s. Uh, some of the ones we've had the opportunities to to go through are um, thus far are, uh, are We Are the World, uh, but two of the most recent ones I know were uh, Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone, which I had the opportunities to do earlier this week on Monday, as well as uh, I saw, uh, Iris. I saw that, yeah. From, yeah, as well as Iris yeah. and the Goo Goo Dolls and Sarah McLaughlin's Angel. You know, and I love Oh, I love that song. Of using music. I, I love that. So I, I, I hate that we're running out of time because we haven't even talked about angels. And so, John, when, we know we're going to have to have you back on our show uh, when you start launching this stuff in August. I would love to have you back as a guest. But I'm going to go ahead and start with a quick Wayne Dyer uh, quote for the day. We do appreciate Wayne's influence in our lives. And so each week on the show, we uh, quote Wayne Dyer. And my quote today is, circumstances do not make a man, they reveal him. Love that. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. And mine is pay attention to synchronicities and people who touch your life every day. These people can be your angels who will help you along the way. Mm. Okay, John, I'm going to ask you to pick a card first today. Mm. Well, I actually have of- a message. I, I actually have a message from Wayne as well as I have a card as well, too. Uh, because Become totally empty. Let your heart be at peace. And I know that may seem like impossible for some people, but try that to just really allow yourself to be an empty vessel because then you can allow what and whom is really meant to come to your life, to come into your life, and then there's no stress, there's no worries because then you can be at peace. And fittingly enough, the card that I pulled was from Chris Carr's Crazy Sexy Love Notes deck, and it says, Choose love. If you're struggling with an obstacle or conflict, choose a path of love. Suffering, doubt, and frustration all transform in the presence of love. So show your love courageously. Show your love openly. Show your love with no strings attached. It's safe to give and receive love. In fact, if you have a hard time with self-love, start outside yourself and work your way in. Showing love to others can be a gateway for loving yourself. Mm, I love that. Okay, I'm going to do quick and Carrie's quick, and then we want to talk about what's coming up for you. So I picked the Four of Summer out of my fairy deck, which is Radley and Doreen's fairy tarot cards. Being distracted, failing to see a magical opportunity, taking someone or something for granted, discontentment with life. 
So really just wanting people to take that message in and looking for the good and, and trying to look at it life with your right glasses instead of your wrong glasses. And, um, you know, appreciate who's in your life and what people are doing for you. Carrie? Mm, I love that. So today I am using the Archangel Michael deck, and the card that I chose is Believe and Trust. I love this mm. card so much because it is literally like, it was, it's what gets me through my days, you know. So the message on the card says um, to say a prayer before you go to sleep tonight. And that prayer is, Archangel Michael, please enter my dreams and replace fear with faith and trust. Let me be Perfect. filled with strength, courage, and confidence which I love. And, you know, you guys don't have to wait until tonight to say that prayer. Like, you can say it right now and just invite <laughs> Archangel Michael in and just, you know, like, why wait? <laughs> so, John, I want – I know we have a special announcement to make for you, and I also want you to be able to kind of throw out there where people can get a hold of you. I know John offers 30-minute free consultations for those who are interested in inquiring in private sessions with him or are enrolling in the Walking Each Other Home. So tell us where we can find you and give us this uh, exciting news that's coming up this summer. Website, uh, I have one of the messages I, I've so learned, ladies, and uh, I, I want to thank you for, for your patience, too, because uh, it's, it's interesting that I say this. At the beginning of our time together, I said that I went to school for broadcasting, and I did you know, a wrestling radio show, and I did a health, wellness, and spiritual radio show called so Luminous Read, and that's where I connected with the Dyer family and uh, my dear close personal friend, Anita Morjani. I learned how to talk, and I talked really well. But communication is listening. And one of my first clients, it's very important that I, that, that I share this because this is really coming to me. One of my first clients that I worked with said, and this was not necessarily through walking each other home, but through Empowered by John, the publicity company that I'm, that I'm blessed to run and operate. And she said, you, you talk too much. I know why. She said, you're afraid of other people loving you. So you try to talk them into loving you. And then, then you stop mm -hmm. and then you're afraid. You were afraid still what you, you would question. Do they love me? Do they like me? Do they want to work with me? So I would literally talk people into liking me. And I realized that less is more now. That quality <laughs> makes more sense than quantity. So I still catch myself a little bit. It's like at the end of the day, you're like, what do you, what do you have to prove? You know, the people that are meant to come into your life, they come into your life. There's no reason to impress anybody anymore. So it's, a, again, just some little beginning parting shots for your listeners to really just soak in and to process. You don't need to impress anybody anymore. You don't need to force anything to happen anymore. Website is johnmasolinus.com. It's M-A-S-I-U-L-I-O-N-I-S. Facebook, again, where you can experience the, uh, the messages from above Monday and walking each other home Wednesday, which I will be online uh, live uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's, again, John Masolinus walking each other home on Twitter, at John Masolinus. And, yes, you can check out uh, several of my videos on my official YouTube channel, also under John Masolinus. Just make it very simple, very clear, very effective. Uh, special announcements, or three of them, actually. Number one is, you know, I, I knew last year in doing, these, uh, in, in doing these meetup groups that it would eventually lead to something. You know, I, I, I had seen You only have one teaching. minute, so you have to get it out there. 
One minute. Oh, get it out there. Yes, speaking, speaking, teaching, traveling all over the world. So I'm excited to announce August 25th, Friday night, August 25th, Unity of Buffalo, myself and Hay House's Jerry Gavin are going to be doing a beautiful event entitled A Night of Angels and Miracles. And we'll be putting more information out on social media about it. So if you're in and around the Buffalo and Western New York area, uh, southern Ontario, the Northeast, there's people traveling from literally across the country for this event. We'll be sharing more information on this and how you can tune into the messages of your angels and walking each other home. So, John, we will definitely have you back on when that event gets close. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. You had some powerful messages for our listeners. Carrie, love you big. And love you, I baby hope, girl. I hope that we have uh, helped anybody listening uh, on the show today. So thank you both. Aloha. Thank you, ladies, very much. All right. Bye.